Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ina Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And today we have a brilliant guest. It's Yolanda Brown. Woo! Yay! Yay! Oh, How thank are you? you so much for having me. I'm very, I'm really good. Now I'm with the two of you. I feel that my day is complete. Oh, oh, correct. That, that almost <laughs> sounded sincere. That was lovely. That's it was so sincere. Oh, welcome to the podcast, Yolanda. Um, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you, Yolanda Brown? I'm Yolanda Brown. I'm a saxophonist and broadcaster. I'm a wife, a mum, a chair of a charity, a national charity here in the UK. Um, I'm a. I love presenting on TV. I just love communicating with people. Yes, and you're being quite humble because you are a not one. You're a double MOBO award-winning female saxophonist. I don't know why I put female in there. People have probably worked that <laughs> out. That, that's that is also here. true. That's because she uh, plays no, a lady you're... saxophone, a little dainty saxophone that's lighter for for her dainty Absolutely, hands. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Is that right? Amended. Did you spray it pink? Did you spray it pink? <laughs> nearly, nearly. Yes. Um, and you're like a host, and like the prop. You've done the proms and all that, Yolanda. Yes. Amazing scenes. I, honestly, I, I love it, and I love the diversity of it. No two days are the same. Obviously, when you're touring, anyway, no two days are the same. But um, it is really nice that sort of from radio through to TV, then back on stage, and yeah, I love it all. And I'm not going to say most importantly, but you're on CBBS. Oh, you've got yes. your own. You've got your own kids' television show. I mean, you're just showing off now. Oh, honestly, that has been such a, a wonderful project to be a part of. Yolanda's Band Jam on CBBS, and it's interesting because it's been on for two series already. But now because of lockdown, so many other children are discovering it because they're allowed to watch the iPad for a little bit longer. Um, Mm. And so I'm getting a lot more messages, especially during this last year, to say, my child loves the show. They're dancing around and playing along and singing along. Um, So I'm really proud of it. Yeah. Oh, no, it's brilliant. It's so jolly as well. I I was watching I was watching the hopping song. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So funny. Made me want to hop, Yolanda. It really did. You motivated me. Oh, I'm glad. Well, yeah, because during lockdown, I recorded um, the album for the show. So for all this time, you've had to watch the show to hear the music. And um, 
parents and teachers have been asking me, can you just make a CD, make an album, you know? So their wish is my command. I got into the studio during lockdown and um, then I forgot that I have to record music videos, of course, for them. And so the, especially the one, let me see you hop. Yeah. So I'm there in the middle of a park, hopping and just like, <laughs> after six months of lockdown, it was really, really tricky. Um, and then thankfully we um, filmed a live um, concert um, that is to be streamed uh, for all the, the young band jammers out there. And again, a year on from being on stage, um, it was exhausting. Just even the first three minutes of a song, I was panting. Um, so yeah, I'm now using it as my daily exercise just to hop, really. <laughs> but listen, you think that's embarrassing, right? Quite early on in the first lockdown, I had what I thought was a hilarious idea to do a joke about social distancing and um, with clown trousers, because we obviously we have some clown trousers just lying around in my shed yes. from a sketch we did at a Christmas show a few years ago, which similarly wasn't actually very funny. But anyway, uh, so I had these <laughs> clown not? trousers and I thought I'll take them and I'll go to the park and I'll make Pete film me like walking around the park in these clown trousers, socially distancing and waving at people, which seemed hilarious to me. Uh, but of course, in reality, it was it was fine. Um, but really, the best bit was my then eight year old son just wandering around, going, "Oh my god, you're so embarrassing! Oh my god, I can't believe my mum's wearing clown trousers in the park." They're so, gonna know me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how, how old are your little ones, Yolanda? Yes, yeah, so I've got a now seven year old Jemima, uh, who is thrilled to be back at school. I don't take any oh offence to my homeschooling, but she just loves being back at school. And I've got a one year old now, Adelphi. Um, <gasps> who's yeah just she, she's chomping at the bit to get out to nursery really she's um she's been a lockdown baby she hasn't met any other children which is really surreal um yeah. I was the mum that with Jemima I was at baby swimming on Thursdays then baby music class Spanish class everything every day and haven't been able to do any of that with um with Adelphi so um yeah she really she's not going to remember she she won't she won't <laughs> so hold it against you I keep telling myself it's, but it's she's fine now yeah <laughs> Yeah. No offence, Yolanda, but let me guess, she's a perfectly happy, healthy child. She really Despite is, honestly. not being able to ask for ice in her drink in Spanish, she's a perfectly happy baby. This is, yeah. so, this is what I have to keep reassuring myself, you know, yeah. and um, they do pick up all that. And we love just being loud and crazy in this house. So, yeah, she's, yeah. she's taken up on that. Oh also, don't kid yourself. It's your second child. You wouldn't be at all the babies swimming in that anyway. Do you know no. I mean? Well, it is much. so interesting, you know, <laughs> even for her. She's been to Australia already oh. um, because uh, we oh, were actually on people. tour in Australia. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we were on tour in Australia when lockdown was announced. So I had I'd, the tour was already in the diary before Adelphi was conceived. And um, I really hate cancelling shows. If I know that it's already on sale. You know, people have gone out and spent their hard-earned money. Um, and we've been to Australia twice before, so they were waiting for us to come back. So I thought, you know, I can do it. We'll have the baby hopefully early January, and then mm. I'll be fine. You know, she'll be fine. Just get a quick uh, passport. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, honestly, I totally forgot about that until a couple of weeks before. I had to drive <laughs> to go and get her a passport um, and get the next day. But, um, yeah, she was six weeks old. So I took a six-week-old, a six-year-old, a seven-piece band, and my mum and dad and husband all the way to Australia. We'd done two weeks of the tour, and then it got cancelled. We were in Melbourne, about to fly to Sydney, and it all stopped, and that's a fly home into lockdown. Oh, that's the last time I was on stage, yeah. But you took your parents on tour, did you say? Yeah, because they had to look after the babies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And they had been before, because I just, if I'm going that far away from home, I can't leave 
can't leave the family, you know. Um, it's really important for us to, to still be together. So Jemima has been to Australia twice. She knows everywhere. Um, and she's, uh, she just loves it. Um, and so, yeah, it was really important. So, yeah, she, she survived that 24 hours uh, on the plane journey. She was a dream. So second oh. child, you're right there. You do become a lot more relaxed. If I could do that, I could do anything. <laughs> You've done that journey many times, Helen, haven't you? Yes, I have. I've flown to Australia, I think, about eight or nine times with my children. Nice. And every time they've flown someone's done a spew at least oh. five times oh, i mean like no. it, like my kids are chuckers um but i remember when my I took my daughter when she was five months old and i just breast i just had my tits out the whole time let's, let's that's be the honest. way to do it yeah absolutely and and it was just like milk in milk out milk in milk out <laughs> and just I, in the end just put all the baby gross in the bin I just thought, fuck well, that's it. what you honestly that was that was the thing just don't be precious about it in fact no. with um, Adelphi unfortunately she was born um with a condition that she couldn't breastfeed and for me breastfeeding was like the thing mm. that I really needed to just just I loved breastfeed I've breastfed Je- uh, Jemima till she was like 24 months um so yeah it was really hard for me but also then I hadn't thought about getting on the plane so mm. there was me pumping every three hours <gasps> and then going to find the um the air hostess or, or whoever that I could say can I use your fridge and I literally was just going back and forth to the fridge hot water, hot water. and it was intense but we did it honestly she she didn't miss a thing she didn't scream or cry she was really really good so I honestly if ever I need to feel like a superwoman I think of that just I was gonna say plane I mean, oh this is it hours. not not all heroes wear capes some of them get their tits out on a plane I mean this is it <laughs> yeah me. when you think about you don't even have the baby to cover up I was just like fully out there awooga, awooga. <laughs> I know yeah. this is the thing and you know I know you've got two mobile awards but there should be some kind of award for that sort of heroic effort really honestly should yeah but um we do lots for our children don't we yeah too much i would say (laughs) mobo i think actually helen mobo actually stands for memories on board uh anyway um oh but yeah going back to i like that you said you took your parents because um so in the in the in the before times um our my dad our dad he's our dad now my dad was our roadie for the scummy mummies so he used to drive the van and like pack up all our props and like did did you make your parents do that or just look after them they do honestly they roll their sleeves up they're they're the most amazing um parents and you know i'm biased but they they've really been so supportive and they they come to all the gigs you know i'm in the jazz club we start where you don't start till 10 o'clock at night and she they bring the kids they're just enjoying the music and um, just in it for a good old time so yeah I really appreciate them and my dad was the manny with Jemima he used to come on the road with us and he just knows the band and yeah really nice does your dad critique your performance (laughs) my dad yes (laughs) there is some constructive feedback (laughs) Um, whereas my mum she's like if you enjoy it they'll enjoy it you know she's (laughs) wow that's passive aggressive that's passive aggressive (laughs) constructive feedback she is the nicest woman you'll ever meet i'm sure i'll I'll cut it out i wouldn't want to offend uh is is she a mrs brown or is she she is a mrs brown Brown. don't offend mrs brown (laughs) or indeed uh her boys anyway where were we so do you miss being on tour yolanda in in these times you know in the in the very beginning i won't lie to you you know i have had a six week old i just come back off of tour that didn't I pushed really hard to do and it didn't happen I was a little bit glad um I had an enforced maternity leave um which was lovely just to be home with the girls see them bonding and all the rest of it but now I'm ready I'm thinking what has been going on for the past get year me out. I yeah. just yeah, yeah get me out of here I just want to 
just be there with audiences. But also I am the kind of artist that I just love to have everyone involved. And I'm the person at the merchandise desk for three hours, longer than I've been on stage, meeting all the audience, hearing their stories, giving them a hug. So how, what does that look like now post-COVID? And can we do that? Yeah. Feel? Do you know what it's I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of a little bit apprehensive and thinking, should we just wait a little bit until we know we're safe and we can just carry on as we were? rather than be socially distanced and it feel a bit weird. Um, yeah. I still hark back to that. The last um, show we did in Australia, um, we were in Melbourne and we were staying opposite the Grand Prix. And the Grand Prix got cancelled that day. So we thought, okay, this is serious now. Because all we knew um, from the news was that there was no toilet roll in the UK. <laughs> that was all we were getting. I didn't, we didn't know, didn't have any sort of base of how bad it was. The promoter called me and said, do you still want to do the show? Because obviously... You know, things are getting cancelled. I said, yeah, we want to do the show. And um, it was jam-packed. It was like, this is our last time out. All the audience were up and dancing. We were singing and hugging and all the rest. We didn't have a clue what was going on. Um, yeah. But there is something lovely about that moment of being in music and being in that moment together. And I don't know if I want it if we don't have that, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I know, I, know, I know what you mean. It's like... Uh, it's like dating now. You're meant to be two metres apart. It's like, Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Why, why would you do that? No. Would you, it's, it's, it, but I understand. But also, I think people are, are, are bit, have been adaptable. Like, you know, we've done concerts online and, mm. and, and try to experience culture in kind of new, you know, like we're doing now. Like, we always were very much, oh, we're only ever recording the podcast in person. And now we've had to kind of... And in some ways, we've reached more audiences that way and so interesting so it's been kind of like you know like a little side street that we've gone off on and we've had to be creative about how we've made our content so I think I think that's been kind of good in a way as well yeah yeah no it's so true we do adapt um I think for me music and performance was the one place that I didn't want to adapt so I haven't done any live streams actually on on purpose I really just love I just want to preserve that that feeling of it Mm. um and as I say we have done one for for the band jam which goes live on um March the 25th um so I'm really uh, excited about that but it's not the same you know you finish a song and you've just got the crew going no it's not the it's I'm a tart for attention. I love the I love the energy That's why we from do it, it, right? The energy of the crowd and you know Speak for I'm, yourself. Some of us are just trying to make art. Some of us are trying to be artistic, yeah. <laughs> I just do it for the the satisfaction of creating. Uh, bullshit. Absolute Absolutely. bullshit. Fucking attention and money, that's why we're in with yes. um, but yeah. um, can we talk about kids and music then? Because, mm. well, really, I want to I want to ask you advice, Yolanda. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so go ahead. I'm going to say we're not a very musical family. Like I played the piano as a kid, but not well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like like almost like I, like I was doing typing. I understood that if you That's pressed the you thing, <laughs> there would be a consequence. But I had no sense of like, and this is how you make it nice or all of that. Right. So there's that. Um, and my son is nine, and he's learning the drums and the guitar. Nice. And we're not putting him up for Britain's Got Talent at this stage. Let's <laughs> let's say that, yes. Yolanda. Let's yes. just say that. And I think part of the reason is um, it's quite tough to get him to practice. And mm. he's got to the point now, because we do kind of make him practice, he's got to the point where he's like, I kind of maybe don't want to do this anymore. I want to give up the lessons, which financially I'm all right with. Um, but sort of <laughs> creatively, I'm like... Do I make him, do I make him keep doing it and keep practicing in the hope he'll get better and enjoying it more? Or if I do that, do I risk turning him off music forever? Yeah, it is so tricky. You know, I find that, I mean, 
for me in my personal music journey, I was the one that gave up the lessons. You know, I just really that grueling going and doing the scales for the grades and then playing the music over and over again for the exam. And then you've done that exam and it's time to go for the next exam. And I was like, is this what music is? That's not what I understand music to be. Um, when I listen to the Marvin Gaye and, you know, when I listen to pop music and I'm listening to classical music, did they go through this? Uh, that was my question when I was growing oh, up. Oh, I've now got vision in my head of Marvin Gaye being stuck <laughs> in a grade <laughs> three piano just, exam. Just doing his scales. <laughs> and I think the thing that we need when we think about music education is to bring back the fun, especially for children. Mm. Um, and it's not fun just to have to sit there and practice and play the same bar over and over again. Um, Jemima is having piano lessons too, um, and she's doing it over Zoom as well, so it's even more removed. And if I say to her, Jemima, go and practice, she's like, look, she gives me the look, you know, and the oh, thing yeah. is she loves the piano. But yeah, if I say, if I'm by the piano or I say, Jem, do uh, you play that Baby Shark for me? She found Baby Shark by herself, play by ear. She's over there for at least half an hour. I'm calling her off of the piano to have dinner. Do you know mm. what I mean? So I think it's also tapping into what does he like about the instrument? There was something that he liked when he first asked you to play it or mm. something that, you know, when you first got the instrument, does he just want to play along to one of his favorite records for a minute? You know, yeah. does, does he just want to play along with the drums, with the headphones on, with his favorite record? And that should also be part of practice. Because actually, when we think about music, it's not just about that piece of music. It's about what's your sound? How do you feel? How do I feel when I'm moving around the kit? Or how do I feel when I'm playing these tunes? Um, And I find that they learn better that way. Mm, And in the end, Jemima then, after she's been sitting there for half an hour playing, um, she's made up a new song and she's singing and dancing and the rest, she'll pick up her book and actually do the piece of music that I was hounding her about. Because she's just, I just want something else. What else can I do? Bring it, bring it. You know, so I think we need to tap into the passion first when we think about music. Um, And that's what happened with me. I actually stopped my lessons when I was 13. I'd played traditionally piano, drums, violin from about the age of six. And then I found the saxophone at age 13 and I thought, I don't want to do grades. And then the teacher said, well, that's what we do here. (laughs) then, So that was the end of the relationship, really. And so I just went it alone. My parents had invested in a saxophone for me and I just used to play in my room to myself. Just I found it very therapeutic, just playing music, listening to my favourite songs on the radio, trying to find them. Um, and I never thought... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I ever play Careless Whisper? Was, Careless Whisper was on my, um, my christening video, which I always took as a sign that I was going to be <laughs> a saxophonist. <laughs> It was the soundtrack to my christening video. (laughs) I mean, lyrically, that's an odd choice. I've got to say, it's it's about saying goodbye. (laughs) The saxophone is great, though. It is. I mean, it's it's beautiful new baby. We're never gonna dance again. Oh, look at that little baby's guilty feet. They've got no rhythms. They've got no rhythm. Ellie, Ellie, I thought of a, 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 a parody about about that is at the, the christening going. We're never going out again. <laughs> We've got a baby. We've got a baby. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, I think it is to tap into that enjoyment. What does he like? Say, do you know what? We're not even going to look at the book today. It's so exciting for them. It's like really. Well, what are we going to do then? Um, and just find the passion. That's what I. Yeah, say. that's a great, great tip because I know you've you've been enjoying your your son's cornet online cornet lessons are an Instagram sensation, Helen. They are. <laughs> Hugo Hugo has a lot of enthusiasm. He's been playing for a couple of years and hasn't progressed very far. But oh, every day we, we 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 practice, and he's doing William Tell at the moment, which is. Um, nice. so that, that, that's really nice. 
But um, yeah, it's painful to listen to, but I just know the enjoyment that he's going to get out of it in the long run. And that he's in it. like, and, and he's in brass band at school, which makes my my heart sing. Um, but yeah, he's doing cornet and Matilda's doing flute, and I do the piano. So we try and play together. And I think that's like during lockdown, there wasn't much else to do apart from watch Netflix and eat biscuits. Um, yeah. So we, um, I, I just bought a few. Um, you know, musical books online, and just got them to play a few notes along with me, and that was that was really good. And um, but yeah, I, and I just thought that's one way we can kind of bond without a screen, and it's kind of nice, and it doesn't matter. But sometimes we're just silly and just play our instruments as loud as we can, and just kind that's of <laughs> just and have you, fun. You know, that is exactly what I've been telling people throughout lockdown as well about sort of the importance of music and. People always preface it like you did, Elliot. We're not a musical household. And that's the point. You don't have to be. We all engage in music in so many different ways. And even someone just drumming on the table at the end of dinner and then someone else starts singing along and then you all end up singing along. It's not about the notes. It's not about getting the words right. It's just about having fun. And when you can do that within music, you find that you actually end up giggling. You know, you're, you're having fun. You're copying dance moves. And it's lovely for a family. It really brings everyone together. I must say, though, Ellie, like... One of the musical highlights of last year was when we were all in a minivan together singing along oh. to the Teen Titans soundtrack. Oh, love Teen Titans Go. So, oh so good. We were all um, singing. We're singing for hours. Are you familiar with the song Upbeat by the Teen Titans, Yolanda? Yes. Oh, that's my yes. favourite one. That's my oh, favourite one. Very and it's, nice. For anyone who hasn't heard it, it's like a sort of parody of an 80s upbeat song obviously um and it's the voice on it is so good and the voice was so good i was like who is singing this because this is this is just bang on this parody and i looked it up and it's michael bolton and i was like yes yes it's michael bolton wow (laughs) honestly the music was the first thing that grabbed me with that i remember jemima was watching it on her ipad and i was I'm hearing it because I'm always wanting to hear what she's she's watching. And I'm looking over and I was like, I'm in, I'm in. And then when the yeah. movie came out recently, we oh loved God. that as well. Oh, yeah, so we're big fans yeah. in this house. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And I wouldn't say, I don't say things like we're not a musical family in front of my kids because I don't want them to to think of that. And I do yeah. think back to, I had a pretty horrible piano teacher. And when I was a kid, I had um, hearing problems and I had to wear hearing aids for a little bit. And, uh, you know, she was trying to get me to do the thing where she plays a note and you have to say what. And I couldn't bloody do that. I mean, I couldn't do that anyway, but I was also slightly deaf. And uh, I explained to her, I've got these hearing problems, you know. And she said, well, then you shouldn't be playing an instrument at all. Oh, and, those things hurt my heart when I hear yeah, yeah, and I would have been about 12, 13. So old enough to know that she was a bit of a dick. Yeah, but also but probably hurts. old enough to take that in and go, oh, well, then this isn't for me. Um, mm. So... So yeah, that's that's your advice is be creative. Don't you know? Let your child explore what they like about music. Absolutely. Mine is if you're a piano teacher, don't be a dick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, words are so powerful. They are so powerful, are and um, yeah. yeah, I think especially for teachers. And I understand. I mean, having gone through how many weeks of homeschooling now, it's easy to get frazzled and just get exhausted, you know. But words are so powerful and you're inspiring and every single second of move, um, you're being watched by the kids. It's important. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So at what point did you kind of go, right, I love music, I like doing the music, but actually this could be my job. This could be my, my life. Yeah, I never saw it as a job, you know. Um, it was always something that was just for me. Um, I even went to university. I was studying uh, management science, um, operations management. I was doing a PhD in management science when um, during the summer, a friend of mine said, um, I've got a friend that's got a band um, and he's looking for a saxophone player. You play, you play a bit of saxophone, don't you? So I was like, well, if you can call it that. She said, oh, just go along to the audition and it's just to be in a horn section. I was like, oh, 
okay, fine. Um, so I went along and um, I got in, which <laughs> is really good. Um, and then we did some gigs around the, the summer and um, the manager said, you know, I could manage you as a solo artist. There's something there when you play, the audiences are really sort of gravitating towards you. And I didn't have a clue what that meant. But I just thought as a student, if it earns me some more money, I'm, I'm game. Um, and from there, you know, we started dreaming and building and the whole journey has been independent um, and just been believing in it. Uh, so much so that sort of four years into living a double life of doing a PhD and touring and building up an audience, I then decided to put the PhD on a back burner uh, and follow music full time. And um, the first MOBO had come by then and um, I had to go to my supervisor and say, I'm so sorry, John. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm kind of a big I'm, deal right I'm now. Taken to the road, you know. <laughs> well, you, can you tell me that when you went in to have that conversation, you actually just had the mobo tucked casually under your arm? Just, oh, hi, well, hi. Well, I didn't even need to because it was so embarrassing. The BBC, the Beeb, came and said they wanted to do an interview and I didn't know. They found out that I was at the University of Kent and went and interviewed my supervisor without me knowing. So he didn't even know that I was doing all this stuff. So they Amazing. me before Amazing. I could even get there. Um, and so, yeah, he said, well, I've been watching you do this, live this double life. He said, go, you know, which is really romantic and lovely. <laughs> you. Like you're um, a so. spy, like you work for MI5. <laughs> and um, no, it was, it, it's been really, really nice. I still have, I still check the journals every now and then just to make sure no one's researching what I was researching. And um, there's still a gap there. So you never know, I might go back. No, but you as won't. If, you, yeah, if you will. Come on. You she might, know. Helen. She Honestly, might. You might. I might. Um, and also, I got uh, an honorary doctorate from the University of East London at the same time. And I thought, if ever that I needed a sign to say, go and do it. I had my, my graduation. You know, mum and dad was able to come to the Barbican. I was sitting next to B, um, Bianca Jagger, uh, who was oh, uh, honoured at amazing. the same time. And um, yeah, so, and that was for my contribution to music. So if ever I thought that I wasn't taking the right uh, path, that was the, the defining moment, you know. Yeah. That sounds so you, easier you, than writing an actual doctorate. It does, doesn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> I I just go and sit next to Bianca Jagger and get get a funny get, hat. Get yeah, hat. just just do that generally. Just find out what yeah. restaurant she's in. Go and get the next table. Next to... hey, it's not Bianca. weird for her at all. Um, yes, hi Bianca. How are you? Uh, big fan of your dad's work. Uh, <laughs> sit, sit. It's Bianca his daughter. No, Bianca was his, his wife. His wife. Oh, I don't it's hard know. to tell these days. It's the modern world. Oh dear. But can we talk about some of your other career highlights? Because. I'm very excited about this. It says here, Yolanda, you've toured with The Temptations, amazing, Beverly Knight, amazing, and Billy Ocean. <laughs> Get out of my dreams. Are you a super fan? <laughs> Listen, when the going gets tough, I put the Billy Ocean records on. That's what I'm saying to you. Oh, wow. He is, oh. Honestly, he's amazing. He gives 110% every night. And um, I've been on two nationwide tours with him, actually. And during lockdown, we're on a track together um, for a, um, for a, a charity single that was for um, sort of men- uh, was it Children's Mental Health Day, and um, just uh, yeah, raising awareness. And um, it was lovely to be able to hear his voice on that track. We weren't a bit able to be in the studio together. Thank goodness for technology; we had to do it remotely. Um, but yeah, Billy, he's amazing. Call out Uncle Billy. Um, oh and again, you know awesome. Jemima comes on tour and she knows him and he's just such a, oh. a lovely man lovely I want Billy Ocean to be my children's fake uncle oh my god that's amazing <laughs> I have to tell you a story we were um we were backstage coming to the end of, of one of the tours and my mum was backstage as well and she's like oh Billy she's like, oh Billy 
that was wonderful, you know. And he said, oh, oh I love, so much. No, wait, wait, I love that says, she says that to Billy Ocean. To you, she's like, well, as long as you enjoyed yeah, yourself. Enjoy <laughs> Billy Ocean, oh, she can't wait to th- throw flowers at Billy Ocean's feet. That's amazing. But she said to him, yeah, when we're all off tour and we can relax, you've got to come over some, for some jerk chicken, she said. And he says, oh, that would be lovely. I just, I'm, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> oh Billy oh, oh Billy <laughs> but he still was very very kind about it <laughs> oh he can, can he come over for some jerk cucumber or something some jerk tofu yeah I'm sure it's possible yeah. jerk mushrooms can, and cheese that's what vegetarians Ellie, Ellie, eat isn't you it can, you can jerk anything <laughs> you can jerk <laughs> Down a really strange. Place. Listen, Yolanda, Yolanda is a CBBS presenter. Remember what happened, Helen. Remember what happened with Dr. Range when he was a CBBS oh, presenter. Sorry, sorry. Tread, tread carefully. That one gets you. Yes, she's got a reputation to uphold. She's got to keep a a stiff upper lip, so to speak. All right, good. Um, um, Oh, dear. So here's the thing, though. So you didn't have... So you couldn't... Could you even go for a post-show? Because after when we do our show, normally, Scummy Mummies, we always go for a post-show curry with my dad or Helen's brother or Steve Rivers roading. You couldn't even go for a post-show vegetarian curry with Billy Ocean. That would be my dream. I know, I know. Well, honestly, he keeps such a sort of a open door policy backstage, and everybody's just, well, you know, and, it, and in his car, he's always got the door of his car, car open. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so no, you know, we're just there. We we have dinner together, and he's very, um, yeah, just a lovely, a lovely guy. I think for me as well, as I get to the point where I start having people coming on tour with me, I think it's really important to remember that the Temptations did the same. Um, just being present and just bringing in that artist and making them feel a part of the family. Um, nothing mm. beats it, really. He's, yeah, really nice. And again, just just yeah. not being dicks, you know? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it goes a long way. It goes a long yeah. way. <laughs> um, Je- Jenny Eclair used this phrase with us. It was saying, um, don't pull the ladder up when you mm, when you move yes. up in the world. Don't pull yes. the ladder up for the people underneath. Um, and, and I just think that's so true. And I remember when we started off in comedy, um, you know, we, we, I mean, we are always nice to people, but I remember talking, I always like talking to like either make makeup people or backstage people and said, what, you know, is, is everyone nice? And not always. And they said sometimes people in the middle of their career, when they're sort of thinking mm. they're going to be something huge, can be absolute assholes. No, for me, I think it's so important just to make sure you're nice to everybody, especially just in the world, but as you're progressing, because you will find them on the way down as well mm. um but it, it, you say about cbb's as well you know we're in the studio for uh two well tw- 10 days we're filming 20 episodes it's intense there's 90 children in the audience and you never hear a foul word you never hear a harsh word everybody is just like we're here in this project together to make the best thing and um that that's the philosophy i live by you know just treat others as you'd want to be treated and mm. if we can do that the world will be a better place yeah and in my case, that means, you know, licking them. Anyway, that's a story for another time. Uh, <laughs> Helen, now I've asked Yolanda about, you know, child, children advice, children advice, parenting mm. advice, that's what you call it. Um, I understand you've got a dating advice question Ooh, for Yolanda. Is that right? I was going to say, because now, now, now I'm a single lady. Yes. Um, would you recommend dating a musician? Because often on the apps, I'll, I'll see, there'll just be a picture of a guy holding a guitar. Like, mm. <laughs> and I was thinking, do I want that? Do I do I want it? And I have been on a date where, you know, we've gone back to his place and here's, here's me thinking, 
he'll get something else out. But he gets his guitar out. He plays a tune. Oh, I'm like, God. See, for me, know. that would be like, no. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Just had, a, well. yeah, yeah. just had a WhatsApp you know message. What? Uh, my, my house is on fire. I've got to go. I need to leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, I think you'll be fine because you are a creative as well and you mm. understand what it means, the highs and lows of the stage and, you know. Um, but actually, I think as musicians, we are very complicated people. Um, and sometimes we can't even put things into words very well. You just need to play it. So sometimes I would say if he does get the guitar out, you have to listen. Maybe he's trying to tell you something. Wow. You know, maybe, maybe it was something he couldn't quite put into words. <laughs> del, <laughs> de, del, 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 I like anal. Del, de, del. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's good you didn't listen. (laughs) But but you never know. And I do find that for musicians, it is the way they communicate. You know, if you ever hang out with like backing vocalists a lot of the time, they sing everything like, I'm so hungry. (laughs) Yeah, they're always singing. And so I think for some people that would be quite annoying, but for other musicians, it's fine. So be honest. Now, be honest. I, yeah. I would, I would find that excruciating. Um, do you, when the backing singers are like, "I want some quavers," do you find that <laughs> annoying or endearing, Yolanda? You Tell the what? truth. I, I find it endearing, and that's how I got the capital D in my name, actually, because I sing everything as well. So I'm sorry, I am. I don't. I wouldn't sing that. I need quavers, but um, <laughs> if I'm t- if I'm asking a band member to play something, I will invariably sing it with da's. Da 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 da. da. You know how it goes. Da 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 da. da. And they're just like. No, you got the shit music. And it's like, I don't know because we don't read music in this band. So, you know, and that's kind of how I got the capital D. So I get it. Um, so that was is what I would say about musicians. It's very hard yeah. to switch it off. It's always yeah. on. <laughs> right. When I said okay. quavers, by the way, when I said quavers, I did actually mean the crisp. But now I realise that's a musical joke. I'm very proud oh, of yeah, myself. That that's was so very sophisticated. Clever. It was very sophisticated, to be honest. <laughs> But going back to the dating thing, Helen, for me, though, I think it's two, it's almost two separate issues, right? Mm. If you're on a date with someone and you go, what do you do for a living? And they go, I'm a musician. I play the guitar in a band, whatever. That's fine, right? That's Mm, all right. Mm. But if if they're advertising themselves in the photo and in the text as, here's me just casually relaxing with my guitar because I play the guitar. Uh, Do you like the guitar? Then that I feel like... That is a warning sign to me because that's like them trying to make up for what is obviously an absence of personality. They're like saying, don't worry that I'm not clever or funny. I play the guitar. I know. I think think it's really interesting because people have different relationships with music. So for me, I'm a musician day by day. I love music. I listen to music all the time, but I don't want to play it all the time. You know, even though Mm. I shouldn't say that. So, for example, Mario, my husband, we'd been together for five years. In his mind, he'd never communicated this to me, but in his mind, he thought that at some point in the wedding, I was going to whip out the saxophone in my dress and just like maybe careless whisper him. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And I thought, why on my wedding day would I want to be playing the saxophone in a wedding dress? That to me is not fun. For some, it is. I mean, it's sexy. I think. I don't see anything sexy about yeah. me puffing into some brass in a yeah. wedding dress. That would be like me, me as a video games journalist getting out my Game Boy and just having a quick Tetris just, just, just in the middle yeah. of the vows. Yeah. So, you know, but for him, he just said, uh, I really thought, and he thought, I thought getting married to Yolanda, she'd just be like playing the saxophone all the time at home. I was like, no, it's my job. <laughs> so it is different strokes for different folks, I think. Oh my God. 
So what are you working on at the moment? Yolanda, come on, what are you here to plug? What are we plugging? Yeah, what are we plugging? Will, yeah, I've got to plug away. Well, yes, of course. Um, during lockdown, we, um, I released the Join the Jam resource, which was really exciting to, to know that um, all of our young children could be experiencing music education while they were at home. And um, yeah, people, no one had to be musical to do it. You know, it was just listening to music and getting involved and creating and actually having an opinion about music, which for me is really important for young children. Um, but within that Join the Jam resource, the five music lessons, um, there is a online concert that um, is going to be coming out on the 25th of March uh, so I'm really excited to, for them to see it we were excited to get back on stage the first time seeing the band in a year um, and we had so much fun um, in rehearsals getting getting used to our instruments again so oh that's what that does uh, so I'm so glad that um, parents and, t- and teachers and children can can enjoy the music from Yolanda's band jam um, and then oh gosh well, we're excited to get her back on the road. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but it's going to be a Scummy Mummies exclusive, I think. Um, yeah, I've been writing music. Obviously, I can't be on stage for the past year. And so I've been writing music for an animation that's just been announced called Bees Block, um, which is produced by uh, Sesame Street or Sesame Workshop. Is the company oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. And it's been so exciting to be able to make real music for children but for animations we're talking about Teen Titans Go and it's been a (gasps) massive kind of inspiration just to really make great music for it so I've been enjoying that and then I got to write music for Elmo during lockdown which for me is just the highlight of my lockdown um and so yeah that was really really great so that will be coming out um later on in the month it hasn't been announced yet but hey scummy mummies I've saved it for you um so yeah I'm excited for that to come out Listen, I can see, I can see a collabo. I can see you, Elmo, Billy Ocean, oh, me and, look. and me and Helen as your backing dancers. What do you think? <laughs> oh, absolutely! Keep practicing that. Oh, I need some quavers, and then we'll be all good. <laughs> I'll accept salt and vinegar discos, <laughs> something like that, or skips. Fuck, what's it? Uh, Get out your next. dick and not your guitar. <laughs> molded into one you've passed the audition you're in (laughs) everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
We do always like to finish, um, Yolanda, with a scummy mummy confession. I, I can start if you like. Oh, yes, please. Um, yes. Yeah, so <clears throat> this week Ellie and I had to um, take photos of ourselves eating muesli for money. Uh, <laughs> as you do <laughs> it's not no it's just it's not a sex thing it was actually a muesli advert just to be clear this, although there's probably Ellie? a niche market out there there's probably I think a market so. out there so we we had written the script that i was going to eat muesli in the bath as a special mother's day treat and so i set up the tripod in the in the bathroom and there i was but i couldn't get enough lather there was enough bubbles so i was lather lather oh lather you say lather oh right okay lather anyway. <laughs> I thought you meant like a chamois lather or like <laughs> lather shoes. You know, like basically it was looking like porn by that stage. There was not, the bowl was too small to cover both my tits. Um, so I screamed down to Matilda. I was like, Matilda, bring out the fairy liquid. And she's like, no. <laughs> so I was pouring fairy liquid into, no. into the bath. And she's like, no, mummy, no, you're going to get an infection in your vagina. Oh my God. <laughs> she's right. The bath went green. And oh no! It is a little itchy. And then, and then I was getting. I said, "Take a photo of your mother in a, in the bath." She's like, "Mom, this is like porn." I was like, "No, it's not. <laughs> this is so we can go on holiday in the summer." <laughs> I tell you what, I bet you were nice and clean afterwards. Oh, Did yeah. you like put a finger on your tit and it went? <laughs> <laughs> and then the cat came in and fell into the toilet. No. <laughs> So the cat was covered in toilet water and then I kept taking the photos and then I turned around and the cat covered in toilet water started licking the milk out of the muesli. Wow. <laughs> and that's how that I make money. That is a scene money. from a film. That is definitely has to be a scene in your, in your film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I felt clean and dirty at the same time, Yolanda. <laughs> Oh, oh my no. god for the same advert it's weirder than it sounds it worked out right there but for the same advert, i had to take a picture of myself having a coffee in the shed <laughs> so yeah so there's me like in the shed like half out the door holding a coffee and you know i'd forgotten to charge my phone so i only had six percent battery on the phone and my husband he does the photos but he's like he's he's oh he's you've seen him helen he's just very finicky and i'm just like just yeah. take the photo just take a lot of photos and he's like oh the light oh the angle just take the photo so i'm shouting at my husband just holding a coffee with one foot in the shed like with and my house is overlooked by my neighbors and i can only imagine oh. they're just like what I... what is going on in this relationship what is yeah. happening? Yeah. What, what is happening here? The, this I think woman it's is shouting the... at this man. Yeah, yeah. my neighbour's hearing me. Matilda, take a photo of your mother in the bath! Well, I can't wait to see these images. I now know the backstory. People yeah. never get to know that. It's on, it's our, feed. Now. It's it's on now. our feed right now. We did get oh, a lot oh, of wow. free muesli out of it, which is good because it is delicious. So it's it all worked out. Nice. It's, all, it's all been <laughs> fine. Good. Um... So, Yolanda, do you have a scummy mummy confession? Well, I don't think anything as as exciting as that, to be honest. Goodness. Um, You've not shouted at a member of your family to take a picture of you in an awkward situation this week? (laughs) Eating breakfast cereal? (laughs) The only thing. I mean, this this was a parenting fail, but I feel it's not by me. And if I tell this story, hopefully I'll get some solutions maybe online. So I have a one-year-old, as you know, um, Adelphi. And she's now walking. She wants to get out of the house. She wants to walk around the park. She literally now is the baby that screams through the park as I'm trying to push her because she wants to get out. And I just look like the person, I'm trying to give her fresh air, but they can tell she wants to get out. But she hasn't got any shoes. How do you get shoes in lockdown? I don't, I don't actually know the answer. I've Googled how do Seriously? you get shoes for children. No. Um, so all of the, um, you know, the measuring gauge things that you get with the tape? Yes. They're all yeah, sold yeah. out. They're all sold yeah. out. Oh, that's so right. How, how, yeah. how do I do that? 
So I found a website where you have to draw around the child's foot, measure it, and then you get your shoes. I thought, perfect, that's brilliant. Have you ever tried to trace <laughs> a one-year-old's foot? <laughs> so so I, 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 that took about 25 minutes, just chasing her around with this piece of paper, trying to get her, oh my her God. The shape of her foot. That's like yeah, trying yeah. to measure an octopus for a wedding ring. That just sounds <laughs> impossible. That's a really good analogy. Exactly. <laughs> I, I triumphed in that and I felt really, really proud. I double checked as well. I've ordered them. Uh, the company is in New Zealand of all the places. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Why. Oh, is it Bowbox? <laughs> it's a Bowbox. Yeah. It's Bowbox. I love them. And the, and, the, and the shoes are beautiful. So I was really excited. And then they came and they don't fit. And, oh. and I, I, I still don't know how to get shoes in lockdown. So I, it's not it's a parenting fail because I, I don't know how to do it. Um, but I've measured them. And I ha- why didn't it work? So, yeah, it's I'm, it's more of like a, a really somber story, really. No, right. go outside. Yeah. No, I feel get get yourself a couple of Kleenex boxes and some elastic bands. Yes. Strap them on. And then there's room to grow. There's room that, to grow there. Room, always needs some room to grow. This is true. I think I might have to try that right now. She it's a life hack for you. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much, Yolanda, for coming on the podcast. You've been brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Incidentally, I should also say, you know, you told me to plug and I didn't. Yeah, please do. Plug away. It's not the BBC here. (laughs) Say what you like. It's like, it's basically QVC. Oh, yeah. Please do listen to the Yolanda's Banjo album on all streaming platforms. But the thing I wanted to tell you was that the concert, because I know parents would be like, oh, that was really great. Where do I get the concert? Uh, YolandaBrown.co.uk forward slash join the jam great awesome. and is that free do people have to pay for it absolutely sign up for it is free oh. just free and you can still get the resource we had over thirty thousand downloads already which is beautiful wow. so thank you everybody that joined the jam and um keep on being musical you can do it just enjoy it well um we're um we might be back on tour this summer helen isn't that right that's right all up and down the country wellingborough brighton everywhere we're going and yeah. we're going to have some big christmas shows as well in london which i'm really looking forward to so we're crossing our fingers and we, we put shows on sale from July onwards. So, um, yeah, get yourself a ticket. And the good news is that if, you know, things change, I mean, you know, as they might, as we've learned, um, you can refund, you can get a refund or you can swap your tickets for the new date or whatever. So you can you can buy with confidence. Yes. Uh, <laughs> unlike Yolanda, our product is not free. Um, we also... <laughs> We also have merchandise. We've got some new things in our shop, haven't we, Ellen? Oh, fantastic. We've got um, we've got gin mugs, Ellie. We've got mummy yep. hoodies, uh, yep. father hoodies. Um, we've got some great, great stuff. T-shirts, jumpers, mugs. And, and weirdly, still quite a lot of beach towels. Um, <laughs> almost like still nobody's going on holiday. But they're there if you want them. There we, we got are. them. Yep. Where can people follow you, Yolanda? Yes, you can follow me on uh, social media at Yolanda Brown. I've just got into Clubhouse recently, which um, oddly, yeah, oddly refreshing, just not having to do makeup to speak to people, you know. Um, so it's really nice. So yeah, on Clubhouse, I'm at Yolanda Brown as well. And uh, my website, yolandabrown.co.uk. I put everything on there. So you know where I am and what we're going to be up to. Well, thank you again. Lovely to chat to you. Oh, and, you, you know, too. It's been a good laugh. Hope we get to meet you in person one day, perhaps uh, along with Billy Ocean. That's the dream. Absolutely. I'll bring- uh, Along. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, thank oh. you both so much. Bye. 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 Uh, 
sorry, Helen. Yes. Also, just quickly, you are super quiet. Can I you? Am. You have got your backup going, haven't you? Yes, I do. Yes. I all right, do. cool. Yeah. Might have all to right, use I'll that. But anyway, sorry, Carol. So I'll I'll say that again. But of course, you've done that journey many times, Helen, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I um I've been to Australia. I think about eight, nine times with children. Oh, and... you just did a thing, and now it's fine. Now it's much better. Oh, what I, did you just I, do? I, I just flicked a switch at the back. You switched it on. That... <laughs> No, fuck <laughs> off. I don't know. I didn't know. I'm so, I promise. I promise. Okay. It's really good now. Thanks. It's great now. That's fuck brilliant. Me. All right. Good. Are we ready, Helen? Yeah. Sorry. Something was in my drink. I think it was a dirty cup. Anyway, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.